0: This is the Shrimps Verdicts podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio.
1: Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.
0: to the mix it goes, might fall for Slew, onto his left foot, it goes through a crowd of players and it just falls the wrong side of the post, that was a good effort that from Jordan Slew, we wanted a corner, maybe took a little nick perhaps, but Jordan took his time and then let one go with his left foot and that wasn't far wide. Will be played back in from the right-hand side by Reed. Away though. We might get a break on here with
2: Jordan Slew. It's like the red arrows It's here. 3
0: against 2 as we come on the counter. Adam oh. there, Jordan Slew finds it oh, back in the net so but the flag is up for offside. But that's what we can do.
2: I think the pace as well we were running at it was. Stokes has nicked it away, here's
0: Jordan Sloot, 25 yards out, does pull the trigger and that time Christy at full stretch to his left hand side Leads to repel the danger, it's not completely away though, Guion Edwards Right hand side, senior, walking with their foot on the pedal, Stokes Songo, 25 yards out, gets dispossessed by Davies Keeler and now it's the Stags' turn to hit on the counter. Keeler dunn still running, is on the edge of the area. Kieler-Dunn! Oh, he's hit the crossbar! And I think Archie may got a fingertip on that as well.
2: I think he's very well done. Got to be very careful there, Jan Songo giving away the ball when we're in such a good position.
0: We, yeah. were, we, we had a lot we had of great players possession, forward, yeah. didn't
2: we? Yeah, and you know what? We're going to have to be very careful with that, obviously you know, looking for that counter-attack uh, a couple of times. And obviously Jordan slew offside and then just then as well, he we looked, looked very dangerous, but committing a lot of players forward. And Jansongov giving away the ball at the edge of the box is, uh, is very dangerous. And, you know, it's good save from Archie Mayer there to get that onto the crossbar.
0: We're about to bring Charlie Brown on. I wonder if he's going to be a straight swap for Jordan slew, perhaps as the main central striker. Charlie Brown His introduction is imminent here at the Mizuma Mobile Stadium. Still 0-0 on the hour mark here. Free kick to defend first. It's whipped in towards the penalty spot headed away by Jacob Badeau. And here is Jordan Slough. He might have a counter on here if he can play the right ball. Couldn't quite be taken in his path there, Adam, there. And that allows George Maris to nick it away. That was unlucky. But we might pay the price here because the ball's on the edge of the area. Clark Mansfield are in here at the back post. And they've smashed it into the back of the net for the opening goal on the hour mark it's Bailey Cargill and we were warned we were. that they would hit with pace on the counter and that's exactly what happened we had the ball on this left hand side with Sloon couldn't feed Adam there it bounced Fortuitously back to a Mansfield Town player. Ollie Clark had it on the edge of the box. He slips in Bailey Cargill, and for a central defender, do you know what? He's finished really well there, smashing it beyond Archie into the back of the net. And on 61, it's Mark Morecambe Nil, Mansfield Town One.
2: You know, it's like we were saying earlier, uh, Dave. Um We've really got to make the most of our chance chances. And it's fine margins. There. You know, Jordan Slew tries to tries to thread through Adam Mayer, It's slightly, you know, just too much behind him. Catches him on the uh, on the calf, and they go and they go and counter us from there. And you know, that little bit, if, if he slides it down the side of him, we go on for a counter, and we have a chance maybe. Yeah. But you know, we give away the ball, and it's like we said all afternoon. When you get caught with players going forward, you have to know that the other team are going to counter you as well. So it's you know it's a. It's a tough pill to swallow because we've been very good the second half so far, but um, very good from Ollie Clark on the edge there, just to, uh, you know, he, he could have had the opportunity to shoot and uh, it's, a, it's a clever little pass. He's, he's slapped round, round the corner for Bailey Cargo and he's just hit it like a dart into, you know, into the roof of the net, leaving Archie May no chance.
0: there's Joe Adams down the right-hand side. He's looked at, well, very lively on his debut from Wigan on loan sign this week. It's his full senior debut as well. It's not looked out of place at all. Yeah, Certainly,
2: you, not wouldn't, you wouldn't think it's his senior debut. Not afraid he, to run
0: it? with the ball, is he? Here's Adam Met, halfway lunch tries to thread that ball through. Here's Jan Songa That was a good ball. Songo squares it across and it's put in. There it the is, an equaliser by Charlie Brown.
2: That's what it's just what we've been waiting for, that.
0: And it was a brilliant, brilliant counter-attacking move, you have to say. And what a ball from Adam oh, Nair initially.
2: Absolutely brilliant.
0: Brilliant ball from there. And I've got to give credit where it's due to Jan Songo as well. That's because he threaded an excellent ball through. And Charlie Brown, six yards out, slides it in to score his second of the season. His first league goal for the club in front of a delighted Halo Terrace. 78th minute, Morecambe 1, Mansfield Town 1.
2: And just like that, the game changes again, it's a, it's a brilliant counter-attack from us again, you know, great ball from Adam Meyer, Jan Tongo finds himself out on the left, you know, which he often doesn't, but with the composure and to, to lay it on a plate for Charlie Brown like that, and then bang, bullseye, goal from Charlie, and uh, just like that, it's 1-1. Boom, 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 boom. And
0: do you know what, Stu, I think we deserve, that's the least we deserve.
2: Absolutely, yeah. You know, we've just gotta we've gotta be very mindful here and very careful that we don't don't concede after scoring because obviously, you know, our tails are gonna be up, but first and foremost you've got to protect your own goal here. So yeah. obviously Mansfield getting a, a throw in down deep in our half. Just gotta be solid here and hopefully, you know, that'll give us the confidence to uh, maybe go and get another one.
0: That's fighting talk, that is, Jim. That is fighting talk.
2: You know what, Dave, it's one of those, obviously, minimum you'd be taking a draw here, but if we can go and uh, if we make this place a fortress again and start picking up some points it'd be massive for us and why not start it today it's got to start somewhere
3: Reaction to the action this is the Shrimps Verdict on Beyond Radio
0: now with the free kick referee Seb Stopbridge puts the whistle to his lips and calls proceedings to a halt and it's a very very good point given everything that's happened to Morecambe in the last few days Michael Mellon Eli King, Tom Bloxham, all going back from their lone spells. It was Charlie Brown off the bench to score an equaliser with 10 minutes to play in front of the Halo Terrace. And Stu Moore alongside me. I think that's the very least that we deserve this afternoon
2: absolutely you know we put a great shift in today a great performance and considering you know the disruption we've had in the squad with uh, you know obviously all the all the lone players going back such key players as well you know tom blocks and michael mellons uh, eli king and obviously james Connolly, all of them key players for us this season so far so to lose them and to lose jj mckinnon through injury as well um, last week is you know it's, it's been it's been difficult and obviously, you know, the club have acted act fast in getting players in and it looks like they've got a couple of good players in, you know, and Grealn Edwards and, uh, and obviously uh, Joe as well, Joe Adams. So, you know, hopefully we can add a few more and really build on that squad, but everyone on the pitch today did their job and everyone's put in a, a great shift and a great performance and you know what, you can see what it means to the fans, you can see what it means to the manager and the players and, you know, let's put this as a, as a great start of, a, of another run at home and let's make it hard for teams to come here because... You know, by the last game, every club that comes to the Mizuma Stadium has had a very, very tough time of coming yeah. here, and they don't like coming here, especially when, you know, it's cold, it's windy, it's horrible, and you know what? That's what we thrive off, making things difficult for opposition, and we've done that here today as well. You know, Mansfield, yeah. a very, very good team, like we've said all the way through the game, good squad depth, great quality, hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of games between them, yeah. and we've really gone toe-to-toe with them and got a draw today, and, you know, we did we deserve more? We probably did, but at least we did it as a draw today.
0: And I'm delighted for Charlie Brown as well. He's had to be so patient this season, hasn't he? Partly because of the yeah. form of the other attacking options, Michael Mallon in particular. He was never going to be dropped, obviously. So Charlie's had to be patient, waste his turn. Didn't start today, but came off the bench and he was in the right place at the right time. But what a move it was as well adam May uh, involved great ball up and over and jan Songo great feet if i can use the phrase great feet for a big man it's what what it was wasn't it, inside the penalty area 100%. and got a great left-footed ball across the six yard area and there was charlie's going to be delighted with
2: that goal 100 percent you know it is, it is a brilliant goal and you know you look at adam may the quality he's got to slide jan down that channel and you know Jan doesn't often find himself down that channel and I think the spa- twice in the space of about 10 minutes he found himself in exactly the same position and almost did it exactly the same again and you know a delightful ball across the six yard box from Jan to put it on the plate for Charlie and I'm absolutely delighted for him to be honest he's you know he works hard he keeps his head down he remains quiet and like I say his chances haven't really come that much this season because of the form of Michael Mellon and you know through no fault of Charlie's he's he's been patient and he's just waited and now obviously Mellon's gone this could be his opportunity so you know he took his goal very well today and hopefully that'll be the first of many here
0: the goal we conceded disappointing we've given the ball away cheaply four or five times hadn't we in the run-up to that and it was a breakaway as well if you remember we couldn't quite get the ball to to Adam there from from Slough. He just at the back of Adam Mayer's ankle, didn't it? And then ricocheted into the Mansfield man's path. Two passes, it was on the edge of the area. Great finish from central defender Bailey Carngill, you have to say. Archie Mayer's got no chance for that as he lashes it into the roof of the net. But disappointing that it came from an almost walk breakaway
2: Yeah, 100%. You know, there were a few times where obviously we have warning to that. And uh, we always said, when we go on that counter attack, we have to be very careful because Mansfield are, are just a, a strong going the other way with the counter. So, you know, obviously we had a few let-offs and a few warnings from it and it's like I said before it's those fine fine margins it's just you know it's millimetres in it Jordan Slough's ball down the side if that just goes the other side of Adam Mayer's ankle then we're away we're away and you know we've got a great chance as it was it hit him sort of straight on the back of the leg and Mansfield go the other way and uh, you know counter us and obviously you know at the edge of the box Ollie Clark's done very well had a little fake shot and sold the defender with a dummy and slid it around to bailey Cargo who takes a touch and obviously rifles it home into the roof of the net so you know obviously it's one of those it's frustrating and yeah, it could have happened a couple of times to be honest we got away with a couple but at the same time we've defended so so well for you know that 90 minutes and you know to keep them at bay like we did it's, it's been a brilliant performance
0: so what's the mood like in the camp then stu
2: it's, it's been a very turbulent week hasn't it all things considered
0: you're going to probably say to me as a professional well lone players come and go never fall in love with lone players is what they say I suppose isn't it you know because you never know when they're going to be gone as we know all too well this week but what, what is the overall mood like in, in the shrimps camp at the moment
2: yeah overall it's a very good good mood in the camp obviously it's, it's been a bit of a strange one because it's not like we haven't played well the past few weeks as we've you know said many a times Is it's been so very nearly a lot of times and it's just been that final little bit but we've played well and uh yeah it's, it's disappointing to lose players obviously a lot of players have now left the changing room radwald four or five leave and uh you know obviously uh with jj being out as well it's, a, it's another one that we're missing so the change room's probably been a little bit quieter than usual with obviously quite a few big personalities going as well but obviously now we've got a couple more in as well so It's been, like I say, not a lot of changes, really, in our eyes. We just uh, focus on the next game, work hard, and, uh, yeah, the the lads have been positive throughout, really. Whether the results are going our way or not, all we can do is focus on the next game, work hard, and hopefully, you know, we end up getting the results. But I think it is going to be key. If we can get a few more players in and really build that squad depth, then that will be key for us this season.
0: And we've proved, especially here at the Mazuma, we can go toe-to-toe with anybody in this division.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, well, you look at... Look at the games like Bradford where we've absolutely dominated them today here with Mansfield and Stockport. Stockport as well and you know Notts
0: County. Yeah.
2: Literally we could on our day we could beat anyone in this league. And I think that's the frustrating thing, you know, with a few of the results we've had this season so far is, you know, when we're playing well, we're very, very good. But if we have an off day, we've had a few games where obviously it's looked it's it's been a difficult one at the office and you know it's it's not through the not trying it's just been when it's not your day it's not your day and unfortunately we've had that a couple of times this season and you know if we can stop that and eradicate that and really build a run now we could do something special this season there's no reason why not and you know we've got some very very good quality in our squad so there's no reason why if we go on the run we can't be right up there
0: goalkeepers union strengthened this week with archie mayor coming in how do you think he did on his debut
2: i thought he did very well archie i think he'd be happy with the way he's done um He's obviously made a good save onto the bar and a good punch after that. Apart from that, I don't think he's had a huge amount to do. Couldn't do anything be, with the goal. It was No, a pass, no, wasn't it? no chance with the goal. Obviously, Bailey Cargill was absolutely smashed into the roof of the net. You don't expect to keep the save those at all, but he's looked tidy. He's looked clean on his debut and you know what? Coming away with a draw against, you know, second in the league, I think he'd be very happy with that and, hopefully that will give him the confidence to go on from here and uh, like you say it's it's added the strength and depth to the goalkeeper department whilst I'm not there so yeah well done to Archie today and hopefully you know first of many good games for him.
0: And for you personally Stu disappointing news in your rehab?
2: Yeah definitely I think you know I've I've been feeling very good Um, I spoke to the surgeon and he just said that I needed a little bit more time uh, on the recovery at this stage that I can't quite push on to the, the next stage of my rehab yet so it's going to be another probably four to six weeks that I'm going to need out so yeah, it's probably pushed me from sort of end of Feb to end of March, so maybe early April. So it's very disappointing, but at this time, it's you know it's been so long that I've been out for that. It's key to get it right. If I go back too soon, then he said I could have some problems further down the line, which yeah. is obviously the last thing I want. So it's very important for me now that I, I do get it right, and when I come back, I'm you know raring to go, and uh, it's not going to happen again.
0: You're going to be fit as a fiddle, though from a physical point of view when you finally get back on the grass aren't you? you're going to be sick to death of bikes and treadmills and ropes and whatever else you're up to in the gym
2: absolutely I think I'm going to be as strong as I've ever been and probably like I say as fit as I've ever been so at least I'll be going into, into the summer in great shape anyway
0: <laughs> uh, Stu always a pleasure as ever it's uh, a great point overall out today for of Man- for against Mansfield isn't it and uh, we can only look forward now whatever might happen in the next couple of weeks transfer window still open Of course could be outgoings from the squad could be incomings I think there's at least I don't think it's it, it's a, a trade secret that there are going to be at least one or two more incomings yeah. in the next week or two um, whoever they might be will get you posted on that but uh, it's always an interesting time January isn't
2: it it is it's a very strange window it can either be a very busy one or a very quiet one and uh, for us so far it's been very very busy in terms of outgoings and obviously now thankfully we've had a couple come in as well hopefully we'll get a couple more in but again you just never know where January is it's strange you have a lot of targets but then a lot of the other teams will be looking at them as well so we may lose one or two more but we may gain you know we could gain three four five yeah. more we might even might not even get anyone else in this it all depends it's a very strange window January and it's, it's very much a lot of clubs will be fighting for the same players but I think if we can bring a few more in I think it'll be very good
0: well, we've got those 18 I think all of the senior fi- senior players were who were available today? They had, they weren't. They were the squad, wasn't it? That yeah. that was it, really. Saw Donald Love running before the game. and same running at full penalty He was certainly jogging with, with with Ollie House at half twelve when I arrived. So that was good. So he's going to be like a new sign-in, isn't he? Especially with 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 one or two injuries as well. JJ obviously out for. I know they're different players, of course. But with JJ out for a couple of months, we need everybody back fit as soon as possible.
2: Absolutely, like you said, when Donald comes back, I think it'll be it will be like getting a new player back because you know the versatility of Donald as well he can play right back he can play midfield. he can play all over the park and you know someone of his quality as well I think a lot of the time he probably doesn't get enough credit for how good he is you know because he, he keeps his head down and he does crack on and he's one of those in your team that he won't necessarily be one of the ones you know in up in starlight but he's a good solid player who you know sort of holds helps hold the team together and you know he really really adds to our team so once we get him back that'll be massive for us as well.
0: Stu, enjoy your weekend, mate, and we'll uh, see you. We're two weeks. No, it's not two weeks today. It's almost ten days. It's a week on yep. Tuesday, isn't yep. it? For crew, Alexandra.
2: We'll, we'll be back here again.
0: And, uh, we'll and don't forget your hand warmers next time. Oh, I,
2: I'm definitely going to need them.
0: And we never got that hot chocolate either. No,
2: we didn't. Maybe next time they might. We might put it make up a us. couple of calls next time, you? know. uh,
0: Stu. have a great weekend. Thank
2: you. I do, Dave. Thank you. Uh,
0: that's the Morecambe goalkeeper uh, Stuart Moore alongside us uh, this uh, Saturday afternoon here on Shrimp's Live. Well Jed, a 1-1 draw against Mansfield Town today,
4: you
5: know, a top, top flight team and a top performance from your boys. It certainly was they, they're they apparently the best team in the league and we showed them in every department today but as good as them if not better, they'll be absolutely delighted going from here with a point today here, we, we were far the better team all over, we had the better chances, we played the better football, so all credit to our boys absolutely delighted for them. When they went down
4: one down to a team like Mansfield who we saw at their place this season how good they are he came back really, really strongly, and what a goal it was to get the point.
5: Well, we've actually had a, quite a few meetings this week talking about things like that, showing character and pride in yourself, and when we go goal down, how to react. And we done it today. We went a goal down. I was thinking, I hope we come back and win win the game after what we said the other day. And it was absolutely brilliant. They all, they all put the chest out, sleeves up, and, and went went for the went for the juggle, and we got a great goal at the end, and we got sneaked sneak there.
4: And how pleased were you for Charlie Brown to get that goal? Oh
5: he's not just a, a great player he's an absolutely great lad as well and obviously i left him out today i uh, played slew up front instead because of his physicality and uh, he took it on the chin really well come on he was brilliant and i was as you say delighted for him to slide him back post and get he um,
4: made four changes the team was much different from last week first 10 minutes joe adams come in for his debut archie may as the keeper and i thought the first 10 minutes you were brilliant
5: yeah uh, the, the lone player and way on at edwards obviously he broke him in off because he got a bit tight. He's going to be tired. He hasn't played for a long time. He got a bit tight in his hamstring. And Joe the same in his calves. The three of them were outstanding today. We really were. So, absolutely delighted with them. And there's plenty more to come from for them.
4: Walker fans probably don't know much about Joe Adams, but from what we saw today, they were very
5: impressed. Definitely. Well, not many people know about him because he's a young lad come through. He showed, he showed his, his running today. It was off the charts. He just doesn't stop running, does he? I think that even our lads at half-time like, wow got a player in our hands here and he come out and he got man on the match fully deserved and never stopped running. They didn't know how to cope with him because he just kept running and running. So made up for him.
4: And Archie Mays, the keepers come in, they made a great save in the first half. I mean, how hard a
5: decision was that to make today? That's probably the hardest decision I've done so far as a as a manager, leaving Adam out. Because Adam, to be fair to Adam, he's backed me all the time. He's had me back all the time. And to be fair, I've had the same for him. He's had some great performances for us. And I just said, I need to freshen things up today. And he took it well as a good pro he is. And he actually Archie come in. And his distribution with his feet was very, very good. And as you say, the save he tipped over the crossbar first half. It was a brilliant save. So, another good performance. With the week
4: that you've had, losing the lone players that you did do, I think there were a few nerves from Walker fans today before the game. But that 90 minutes has shown are in good hands, I think.
5: Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know about that. But I weren't nervous at all. I knew where we had coming in. I knew we were going to lose them lads obviously because they've done really well for us but there's always always someone in football to replace yet yeah, and as you see we've brought good players in to replace the ones we've lost and hopefully there'll be more to follow. Another busy week you hope to follow as you say hopefully some new but new faces in the door. Sorry I can't hear you with them. So hopefully some new faces in the door this week. Yeah definitely yeah we've got a few in the pipeline at the minute working on them so hopefully we can get them in before next week's game yeah.
4: MK Downs next week as well you've only recently
5: played them so you know what they're about. Yeah, we're a, a different animal now, um, we'll have new players in, so we won't, we won't put a um, rollover like we did last time against them, we'll put up a proper performance in against game this time, we've done our homework on them, we know exactly how they play, so we'll be right off for it.
4: What really pleased me today as well was the reception you got from the fans after the game.
5: Yeah, the fans have been great since I've come here anyway, obviously when I played here they were great as well, so that's never in doubt, you know, they give us 100% behind us all the time, and, and today the atmosphere is very good, they they brought uh, quite a few, as well. I think he brought 1400. so the whole atmosphere of the game was really good today Jed, a great point today,
0: well done At what point, Jed were, did you decide to play Jacob at left back and what a performance, I've never seen him so far forward in any game he's ever played
5: If he plays like that it will be in the Premier League you know, um, David got injured yesterday <laughs> believe it or not, another injury but we had no one else to go on the bench so I thought if we need him for 20 minutes we'll throw David on, so I just thought the dude's comfortable on the ball he's he's really athletic so he can he can play left back and as you see, as you have seen today he was, he was very very good linked up really well converted him into a flying fallback almost after, after the game maybe, you <laughs> don't forget me when you put when you get bored being a left back because uh, i'm the only put you there
0: <laughs> and we saw donald love uh, doing some light running before the game so he can't be too far
5: away either yeah that that i can't wait for that I, i'm a big fan of donald i think he's a great player always have been and um, Getting him back will be like signing another new player, so bring him on soon as soon as possible. Thanks. Ed. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you. Well, Joey, your debut today
6: for Morecambe in a one-one draw against Mansfield. Overall, how did it go for you? Um, I thought the team played really well. Uh, myself personally, I thought I had a good game as well, and um, it was good to make my first um, competitive debut in front of the fans here. Were you nervous at all? Um, a bit coming into the game, but then as soon as the starting whistle went. Um, eased into the game and then, as I said, I thought, thought I did well, so...
4: I say, your first, I say to your manager, your first five minutes to ten minutes, not just that, but the first five to ten minutes, you really got the local fans behind your back straight away.
6: Yeah, I tried to get on the ball as much as possible, tried to go forward, be positive with it, just tried to create chances. And to, to, to draw with a team like Mansfield,
4: when perhaps you could have beat them, you probably had a better chance at the game overall. That was a really good team performance, you must be really happy.
6: Yeah, as the gaffer said in there, the whole team played well, um, r- ran hard, um, I thought everyone put 100% in, so yeah, good team performance.
4: You've not had much time to meet your teammates, to embed yourself with the team, what are you hoping for
6: in the next few months? Um, just understand the tactics a bit more, how the team wants to play, uh, gel with the players as well because I've only had two training sessions, so. but yeah, just try build on this performance. It was your first Football League game as you say?
4: Was it different to what you what you used to?
6: Um, yeah, a bit more physical, but uh, I think I coped with it well. And um, there's some things to learn from in that game as well. Uh, definitely think I could have played better in parts and just keep the ball, use my body better, but things to learn from.
4: And that's the benefit of the loan system, isn't it? You can come to a team like Morecambe in League 2, very competitive, against a good side, and improve your game as well
6: as you do it. Yeah, 100%. I think that's... That's why people get sent out on loan to get experience um, playing men's football because it's a lot different from the under 21s. How do you feel after the game? Feel good, bit tired, but yeah, feel good.
0: It's the Shrimp's Verdict podcast, part of Shrimp's Live on Beyond Radio. This is Dave Salmon. Thanks as ever for downloading this episode. Really appreciate it as ever. Subscriptions always appreciate it. Click on the little bell icon if you're. Listen to this on Spotify or Apple or Google Pods, whatever you get yours from. And, of course, you can always find the full series at beyondradio.co.uk. Head to the on-air section on the main menu. A little bit later on, on this extended podcast, we're going to be talking Shrimps Women with uh, Nick Clark and uh, striker Yasmin Well, uh, More about that in just a few moments' time. But before that, let's preview Morecambe's trip to MK Don's next Saturday. Full match commentary, of course, as ever, from Stadium MK will be on our FM and DAB Plus digital radio services on Beyond Radio from just before 2.55 and also, of course, via I Follow Shrimps as well. Ahead of the game, I've been talking to uh, Liam Connolly. Feels like only a few short weeks ago that I was talking to Liam, and that's because it was, because uh, the reverse fixture not ever so long ago when uh, MK Don's uh, beat us uh, 3-1 at the Mazuma. Uh, but uh, let's find out what we can do uh, when we travel away from home. Uh, Liam is uh, one of the Hosts of the fantastic MK1 podcast, a uh, Milton Keynes Don's fans pod and the ideal man to get the lowdown on Mike Williamson's men. So, Liam, it, it doesn't seem five minutes since we last spoke. Uh, and that's because it wasn't because we only played each other on the 23rd of December, just before Christmas. So I suppose that's the quirk of the the fixture calendar, isn't it? But uh, still lots to talk about because things have changed. Well, certainly for us on, on the pitch, at least significantly in that time. But so we'll come on to that in a sec. Uh, before we get going though, tell us everything we need to know about uh, the MK1 podcast.
7: Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm sure plenty of people have, have listened to the podcast that we first did this, uh, this part of the season yourself, Dave. But in case you didn't, uh, yeah, the MK1 podcast, uh, we label ourselves as the audio hub for everything Milton Keynes dons. Um, yeah, any news regarding the club, of course, transfers this time of year. Um, team news, latest sort of reactions to games and previews to games. That's your spot, really, um, on all social media platforms and all podcasting platforms as well. Just search MK1 Podcast and we'll be there.
0: Now, a uh, slight caveat as ever, we are speaking before our respective games at the weekend, so I'll rec- we are recording this before Morecambe's game against Mansfield on Friday tea time. But uh, that aside, uh, Liam, I'm going to ask you something or make a statement to you now, and uh, you can tell me whether you agree with this or not. Um. Can MK Dons, and I think the answer to this is yes, can MK Dons get automatic promotion this season?
7: Oof, that's a very touchy question at the moment. I I think if you ask 10 different Dons fans, they'll give you varying opinions. I I think there's a chance, absolutely. I think it depends on keeping the core players together. I think we will now. I don't think any, we'll lose many big first-team players now. It sounds like the Max Dean rumours have calmed down a bit, which is good news for us. Probably helps the Unblade much actually, um, really this month, because that will help us out a fair bit in terms of him not getting any action. Um, we're going to need a keeper by the sound of things. Um, our number one was shouldn't actually be here at the moment. He's meant to be joining a different club, uh, according to the rumour mill, anyway. Um, but he has his deal uh, collapsed at Stevenage, uh, and Carlisle have since brought in a new keeper um so yeah the Keith merry-go-round so happening um and he's still he's still at the club um so i imagine he'll be starting it's tram tomorrow afternoon um but yeah no obviously we signed a few players i'm sure we'll get on to in a bit um but yeah i think there's definitely a chance i think we're about six seven points off obviously we've got to play mansfield twice and we've also got to play the rest of the the top three also this season um so Definitely a possibility. The players are definitely there. I think the core squad's definitely there. It's just a case of avoiding fatigue and avoiding injuries, which I think when it gets to this time of the season, it's very hard to not do that. Um, But it's definitely a chance.
0: And that's come, if we were speaking a few months ago, that's come from absolutely nowhere, hasn't it, really? You think back to not ever so long ago, uh, it it was almost completely the opposite was true.
7: Yeah, and I I think everyone who followed the club... um, heading into this season anyway knew that the squad the quality was there it was also similar to the league one season where i don't know if we were lying to ourselves but we did think that listen we we don't think we're a bottom four team here in terms of on paper but we just performed really badly and here we are in league two um and yeah it was exactly exactly the same in the first half of the season like we felt that like we had a pretty decent squad definitely a a top 10 squad minimum and we were sitting like 16th 17th not really doing too much it's helped us at the top of the, the top ten of the league two has been so competitive because everyone's kind of taking points off each other and made it a bit more closer and has allowed us to kind of a bit like our opponents has to actually trambe, get a run together and progress at the league. So yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll have the momentum to do pretty well at the end of the season. Um hopefully it's not a playoffs for us because we're terrible in the playoffs. So this is what we need. But it's a tough ask, but I think Mike Williamson and this squad could definitely do it.
0: And is, is it all down to the Mike Williamson effect or is it just the case of you've always had the players and, and they've finally started to find their feet? Um,
7: I I think I think it is down to Mike Williamson, ultimately. Um, I think whilst Graham Alexander is a fantastic league team manager and I think he'll do really well at Bradford this year, I don't think that he was the type of manager that ultimately these players have been recruited for in many senses because... I think what people forget in some degree is that a lot, some of these players have been here for like three or four managers now. So they've been, they were recruits under Liam Manning and Russell Martin, for example, who are very much possession-based, attacking-based football. And say say Alexander was not really possession-based at all, really. Um, so I think Williamson brings more of a, of course, now manager of the month, Williamson, um, brings a more traditional Give a, a traditional take on MK Lund manager, which is what the club's been used to, the fans are used to. And I hope they're willing to give patience. Obviously, it's lead to we need results, we absolutely need results. But given that patience will be there, I think, with with, with a manager like this, that, that they actually watch what they enjoy. Uh, and I think the players enjoy it ultimately as well.
0: Manager of the month, and then uh, once got turned over my Don Cash on New Year's Day, I mean, that's the that's the way the curse goes, I suppose, isn't it? But uh, uh, you're well and truly in the mix, and uh, Morecambe fans will be uh, all too familiar, uh, most of them at least, with uh, with how MK Dons play, having just played each other a few weeks ago. But uh, for the people who weren't at the Mizuma Mobile Stadium, uh, give us a bit of a flavour of, of, of a Mike Williamson um, style of play and, and, and everything else we need to know.
7: Yeah, yeah, so um, I alluded to it briefly in the last question, but again, it, it's very possession-based um, attacking football, uh, very heavily heavy utilisation on the wing-backs in in the 3-4-2-1 uh, system. Um, so one of the new signings, Kyron Lofthouse, I imagine will be probably starting a right wing-back. Um, I mean, you guys come down to meet at Milton Keynes on the 20th of January. Um, and him and Joe Thomas on the other side, are, are I'm sure playing a pivotal role in the first game are are like the two key elements to the team, really. Um, they sort of complement the core quite well and the spine quite well of um, the, probably be hopefully a new keeper, but let's say it's McGill Ray, um, Warren O'Hara, Alex Gilby and Max Dean. Um, those four alongside the two wing backs really are the spine of the team. Everyone kind of operates around them. Um, so yeah, it'd be very much um, a high press and the forward line, particularly Dean, um, very lively players. I'm sure you would have seen a couple of weeks ago who, um, doesn't mind a bit of aggravation. that's that's for sure, but he's also a, a leaf finisher in inside and outside the box and has proven that this season with the goals he's scored and the awards he's won. Um, there'd like to be two sort of floating number tens in behind Dean. So probably Connor Grant and uh another new signing, Stephen Wern. Um, if he I'm assuming he'll play that game as well. Um again, another player, he's very similar to, and used to Mike Williamson's system at operating with he was at Gateshead. Um so yeah, it's a, a very exciting group actually. I you could say are uh, the most exciting group of players have had in a little while, probably since the promotion or, or the promotion season in, in League One a couple of seasons ago. Um very attacking based, very it seems like you can outscore our opponents almost. And that's a bit of a worrying one, but also very exciting one at the same
0: time. We we like exciting. Exciting's good, Liam, I think. Uh yeah, Joe Tomlinson, I, I was very impressed with at the Mazuma, I have to say, looked to Really good down that left side. Scored a great goal, cutting in onto his right foot into the corner. It went and and Max Dean. Uh, well, he's given his age and how many he's scored this season. He's, he's quite the asset to you.
7: Yeah, there's no surprise that um, you know the likes of Peetsborough were rumours to be interested in him for a pretty significant seven figure fee. Um, of course, a 19 year old brought in by Mark Jackson as one of his only few signings. Actually, as as interim manager at the club um, was very much seen as a player to be one for the future when he first came in. Didn't get a lot of minutes. We got some minutes in the relegation season. Um, and yeah, Alexander really took a liking to him, actually. He didn't get much game time, but I think you could tell that he liked him and wanted to mature him a bit. So obviously, when Mike, once Mike Williamson came in, he saw glimpses of Dean um, previously, um, obviously previous games with Alexander. And yeah, it's left the line ever since, really. Um, obviously, he's, he's beating out the likes of Mo Weiser and... Of a, of a striker at the club. So it kind of shows you, you know, Mo Iser and any other team in League Two arguably is a really good striker for them. So the fact that he's starting over him week in, week out, says a lot about him. Um, very hardworking player. Uh, definitely earns his goals. Isn't isn't more of a traditional poacher striker who sits in the box and waits for it. Um, fantastic ability, fantastic attitude. Um, just like a yellow card a bit too often for me. Um, but I think that's just part and parcel of what you get from him, really. A uh, fantastic player who... um he might be here next season, but I don't think he will be. Um, but yeah, fantastic player who I think is going to go to the
0: very top. Just enjoying while you get him. I think while well, you have got him. I suppose that's the uh, that's the, the the message there, isn't it? Our new goalkeeper Liam is a, is a keeper that Mike Williamson signed on loan for Gateshead when he was at Gate before he came to Omega, um, um, Archie Mayer, who used to be uh, was on loan at Notts County last season. You might remember the two penalty saves in the. Um, in the in the playoff final, so uh, he'll yeah, be in yeah. goal for us. So uh, there'll be a, a little bit of a reunion there. I mean, if you've got Mo Icer on the bench as well, Liam, and he's not uh, he's not getting a game, we've just lost Michael Mellon back to Burnley. Fifteen goals in half a season. I mean, if he fancies a little trip up in the M6, you know where to find us.
7: Yeah, well, I mean, tell you have a little word with Liam Sweet, and I'll put in a little word for you, Dave, and um, we'll get things going. But yeah, listen, Mo's a great a great striker, and he's definitely an asset to any squad in the league too. It's just the case of. He's going up against one of the brighter prospects in the lower leagues, really, in terms of the fourth and third division and Max Dean.
0: And I suppose when you've got the likes of Mo Iser, Jonathan Lecco and, and other players who were mainstays in your League One team last season, only on the bench and, and some of the mainstays can't even get in the squad. I mean, that, that tells you how things have evolved in the last six months or so.
7: Yeah, but a few had said to us that, you know, Iser and Lecco were going to be riding the bench, let alone like four months after this, both scored like, Obviously, like four goals and two assists between them in the first couple of games, you'd be you'd be laughing really. um But yeah, it's the nature of elite football. Things change a lot. I mean, at Gates had themselves obviously lost the manager, lost a few players, and they're going to lose going to chesterfield losing four 0 with Will Griggs one hat trick against them. um So yeah, football changes really quickly, um much like life. And I think we're gonna. Whilst you've seen the Don's team three weeks ago, who were pretty impressive, I think this new Don's team in a couple of weeks' time also will be hopefully even more impressive.
0: So you've you've done business already in in the window and you've brought in some, some decent players there on paper. They're, they've all got pedigree, haven't they? Uh, is that your business done, goalkeeper aside, pretty much? Or, or are you expecting a bit more between now and the end of the month?
7: Uh, yeah, so obviously Dan Kemp is back, thank God, um, from Swindon. Um, I, I'm assuming he'll be here now for the season. He's got a squad number now, so I'm assuming that's him here at the end of the season. Whether he's here longer than that, who knows? Uh, It's a bit of a rocky relationship from um, him and the club. We used to to sponsor Dan Kemp for reference before before he was uh, down at Swindon and the likes of Hartlepool. Um, Yeah, so he'll be coming in. Apparently, Mike Williamson loves him. Apparently, it's one of the main reasons why he joined the club uh, to work with Dan Kemp. So that's a very exciting proposition, and he should be alongside another signing, Stephen Wern. Who again comes in from Gateshead? Um, was scoring bags of goals in non-league for this season and the season before. I think. Um, Alice has worked under Williamson a lot, so that helps us out a lot. Uh, should be quite a attacking number ten compared to what we have at the club. And yeah, I mentioned Kyron Lofthouse, uh, right wing back. He's going to be again this season smashing out of the park for Gateshead. Um, played under Williamson um and yeah should offer a more direct threat to what cameron norman did at right wing back i like norman uh, i think his crossing ability is fantastic but i think for that wing back for always a bit more reserved than i'd like him to be Whereas uh, last house is very much more direct and will get balls into the box hopefully and provide a bit of difference there so yeah players who have played in the williamson previously or players at williamson seems to like and obviously they've had a week of training um before the Tranmere game also to get familiar with each other so yeah, I think I think there'll be a goalkeeper. Hopefully, before the more, your game against against us on the twentieth. I mean, it's we we've, we've been told basically who it is from Roo, rumors, who it's going to be, and it sounds like obviously with the put two or two together in terms of rumors, you kind of figure out what's happening here. So it could be a giveaway. it could be a different keeper who was alone at Gateshead at some point. Um, but outside of that, perhaps a centre mid. Um, but I don't know. I think it'll be reliant on players leaving now, as opposed to when they come in.
0: When you're at home, we've got uh, not the best record against you, it's it's fair to say. Not had many happy times at Stadium MK. I mean, you know, the pies are nice and everything. It's a long drive and a you know, nice view and all that. But um, on the pitch, it's not been great. We've obviously lost our top goal scorer. 15 goals in half a season is very, very difficult to replace when you haven't got any money. We've lost our main pull string puller, orchestrator and Eli King. Uh, So to lose King and Michael Mellon and and Tom Bloxham gone from uh, the right wing as well, we're a bit short of numbers uh, from what it was uh, a few weeks ago. So, uh, well, it's an easy home win, isn't it, in that respect?
7: Well, I mean, don't be too much of a downer on on your podcast, but you hope (laughs) so, right? I mean, it's the start of three home games in the road for us. Of course, we've got um, AFC Wimbledon on Tuesday uh, after, after your game, and then I think it's Gillingham on the 27th, so big stretch of game to us in which you'd hope we can get at least at least seven points um, to really kickstart. as you mentioned our uh, push maybe at the table so yeah you'd like to think we could set the tone well and you know potentially go a couple goals up quite early and just see it out but that's not very MK on of us so I wouldn't I wouldn't count chickens just yet.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I was so enthusiastic about making the four-hour trip to, to stadium, M.K. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've just raised my expectations even more there, Liam. Thank you Fantastic. very much indeed for that, mate. Um, always great to chat, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Um, I mentioned it before at the start, but let's have your prediction, not just for the game, because you think you're going to win. OK, fair enough. I wouldn't expect to say anything else. But where are M.K. dons going to finish at the end of the season? From this point on, what would constitute... A good season, and where would it end if it didn't quite go so well?
7: I think now we're basically in the top seven. I feel like we kind of need to finish in the top seven. Um, I think when Williamson came in, the expectation was okay, cool, we can get top half, fantastic, you have some fans' perspective. I think internally they always wanted more than that, and knew they could get more than that. So, top seven is pretty minimum from every single party now in terms of fans, players. Um, obviously media um, of course the ceiling would be finishing third probably um, I can't I, mean, I can't see us catching Stockport I think Stockport seem to be on their own island obviously I haven't played Mansfield yet so I can't see what Mansfield are like but they seem to be doing pretty impressive things and I think you know, I'm maybe I'm part of best in terms of attacking quality so then it's between us and Wrexham and obviously Wrexham you'd imagine if they are struggling towards the end of the month they're going to splash the cash quite a bit to get out of this league so yeah, I, I I'll go. I'll go fifth. I will go fifth. Uh, that's that's fairly conservative. I think we should finish higher than that.
0: And a playoff win. Nice day out at Wembley. I mean, it, that would all be good, wouldn't it?
7: Well, I mean, if you, Dave, if you you all a playoff record, we haven't we haven't won a single playoff leg. I think in our history, and I know it's a short history, but we've been on plenty of playoff campaigns before, so plenty of heartbreak.
0: I suppose though, when you say you've got to play Mansfield twice and still got to play Stockport, and and, and the teams around you uh, still on the fixture list, it's in your own hands, isn't it? So, I suppose you want the destiny to be however you decide it. Tough games aside, of course, but I suppose if you want to get promoted, you've got to compete with the best in the division at some point.
7: Yeah, no, our February's going to determine whether we finish in the top three or the top seven, in my opinion. You've know, got so many big games, so many so many games in general in that February period that we'll either sink or swim and I'd hope that we can swim um definitely got a squad to swim um but I think expectations are kind of just whatever happens happens we'll just try and enjoy ourselves enjoy the players we've got and enjoy watching the football we can
0: always appreciate your time Liam thanks very much mate good luck for the rest of the season and as I said at the very start of this chat I think you are going to finish inside the top three so uh, good luck hopefully you have an off day on Saturday
7: though (laughs) thank you very much mate all the best
0: that's Liam Connolly from the MK1 Podcast, the Milton Keynes Dons Fans Podcast. Uh, you can get that, whatever you get, your pods. Uh, good stuff indeed. Liam, always great to chat, mate. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season. After this. Coming Saturday. Uh, now, as I mentioned earlier, it's a bumper episode of the Shrimps verdict t- today, and that is because we are now going to talk Shrimps women. We are delighted uh, to welcome striker Yasmin Carswell and uh, from the management team Nikki Clark into the Beyond Radio studio. They've been talking to Ross Chapman and Alistair Fisher.
1: Congratulations to you, Nick, on uh, your recent appointment uh, as joint manager of the uh, of the Morecambe FC women, because it, it was only a very recent appointment, only announced this week. Uh but it's not the first time that you've been involved with the team, so tell us a bit more about the your the first spell with Morecambe FC women.
8: Yeah, so I was involved I think for five years, I think, from just general helping um one of my friends who's still involved, Tom, to all the way progressing through to first team manager at the time. Every opportunity I got I took from going through my level one to helping in the first team environment, helping in the reserve environment helping with kids' size and just tried to progress and learn as much as I could, as soon as I could really.
3: Absolutely, yeah. And um, So for you, Yasmin, when did you personally join Morecambe FC Women? And of course you've since um, of course, become captain as well. And had how how you played for other clubs before?
9: Yeah, so I joined Morecambe back in 2017 um, and became captain at the start of this season. I actually captained the last game of the season Last season when we played at the Mizzouma Stadium, and I've previously played for uh, Fylde Women, um, Preston, Liverpool Ladies, Cumbria. And back when I was only ten, played for for Wanley as well.
1: Yeah, good stuff. So. Um, Nick, your first game back in joint charge was last weekend, a 0-0 draw against Carlo United Ladies. Um, what was it like being uh, back in the a bit back in the dugout for for the team? Because obviously, as we'll mention later on, you've got another managerial role. But what was it like being back involved with the uh, with the team?
8: Oh, it was it was amazing how they took to it. I only know a couple of them from my previous stint. Like um, Yaz was there, uh, for example, a couple of the others. But you're talking a handful, and for them to only have one training session and then go straight into um, a very tough game against Carlisle. It was, you know, league positions there, bottom, and we're third bottom. It was no one dared breathe in the wrong direction. Um, but it was, it was amazing being back in the dugout. It felt normal. It felt like I'd never left. The girls reacted so well to me. They listened. They did what I asked. Um, and probably unluckily got a draw. You know, I think it was fair given the game, but I think we might have just edged it a couple, a couple more minutes. I think we might have just edged the last minute winner.
3: And um, I suppose as well, just obviously just enjoying being back in the dugout as well. But of course, um, you do have uh, another joint manager, Ben Anderson. And how do you feel that you and him sort of differ in your approaches to management?
8: Um, Ben's been involved in the women for, has he been three seasons now? I think it's
9: been past two. Past two two
8: seasons, seasons. um, where the club is in a massive transition from they got relegated out of the National League. They've gone from three teams to two, to one, to two. Um, and a sense of just bringing it all back together. He needed someone to steady the ship. Um, whereas I'm coming in now to try and progress them even further, um, using my badges that I've got, my experience from, let me say, later on about my other squads and what I do, and just trying to bring a sense of passion back. You know, I think just because of the results and stuff, they're not the confidence is a little bit low. And I think just a fresh pair of eyes can never go amiss anyway.
1: Uh, Yasmin at the moment you are currently unfortunately out with an injury, uh, can you give us sort of an update on it and, and how your recovery is going?
9: Yeah, so um, unfortunately I came back, it was my first game back after getting married in October, um, so it was bolting away and I sustained an injury to my knee. Um, don't really know too much about it otherwise, other than the fact it's not an ACL which was the first worry that it was. Um, so I'm going to I'm actually going to see a consultant after being here today um to find out what it is that's wrong with me and how I go about recovering from it um and hopefully get back into playing as soon as possible and uh, it won't be too long till I'm back
3: on the field. For sure yeah and uh, best wishes with your recovery of course and um we hope everything goes well with that. Um, now, currently, um, the team is sitting in tenth uh, in, in a league of twelve, and I'm, I'm sure you're both very. I'm sure you're both very hopeful of moving up the table and having a really positive second half of the season. And and sort of, how are you hoping to to put the measures in place so that that can happen?
8: Um, a little bit of everything, really. We're, we had a couple of in, big injuries to key players. You know, when your captain gets injured, I think there was two or three others that have been carrying injuries for the last month or so, um, and some of the distances in this league are ridiculous you're going up to places like Workington that's like it's a day out and I think sometimes that is hard for them to commit to as well Um, like we were saying just off air it's competitive football but it's also enjoyment as well and you know when you're going up to these places that are are miles away it's sometimes hard for them to get the results up there because they've travelled two, three hours up there to then sometimes be delayed to play 10, 15 minutes after arriving um but yeah, we're really hopeful we're gonna move up these um this league up to where we should be, you know. I think yours might be better for this question, but it was probably tip that Morecambe would not be where they were at the start of the season. Yeah,
9: we've got a, a really strong set of girls in the team and I think some of the, the results that we've come away with, we've we've been a bit shocked with them. Um but I think all it's gonna take is getting that next win under Mm. our belt and as soon as we get that one confidence will start to grow throughout the team and we'll soon start climbing back up that table.
1: Yeah absolutely and hopefully that that does happen so uh, for you Yasmin how do you sort of reflect on the season on sort of a personal uh, level for you before your injury you were sort of averaging a goal a game which is a great record to to say the least have you got sort of a a favourite game and moment from this season as well?
9: Um, yeah, it's it's always nice to score goals, and I think at the moment I'm I'm top goal scorer for the for the club, and I'm still fourth in the so, fourth yeah. in the league uh, for top goal scorer. So, in in terms of that and scoring goals, it's absolutely great. Obviously, being out injured at the moment, it's a bit of a, a downside. But um, yeah, scoring the goals, and we we have had some really good performances. Um, I think playing at the Mizuma was. A great, great game. Even though it was a, it was a defeat. It's always nice to be in, in included and involved with the men's, and they give us that opportunity to play there. I think that's one of the biggest highlights. Um, my little girl came out as a mascot with me, uh, being captain. We're both at the front, so that's always going to be, be a highlight that I'll, I'll remember for a very long time.
1: Uh, a couple of very exciting uh, things to talk about. Uh, in regards to uh, sort of grounds and where the, the team have been playing this season, first of all, uh, the team have had a few games at the Mizuma Mobile Stadium in recent months. Uh, that must have been a great experience, really, uh, for, for for all the players. It, it must have been fantastic, Yasmin.
9: Yeah, it's been it's been really good. So I think I've been involved with three games at the Mizuma. Um First one that we played there was a five-one win. I think we had about. 600 people come and watch us over 600 people coming to watch as well so it it was just amazing and there was a lot of Young girls that came to watch as well, obviously looking at us and thinking of us as an inspiration, and getting us to sign shirts, phone cases, even at the end of the game. It was it was a bit crazy and surreal, really. Um, but they've had like the mascots been there for us as well, provided us with a meal after the game. Uh, we, we've been very well looked after when we've we've played at the Mazuma. So yeah, we've had um, we've had. Two wins there, we had a five one against Workington, three two against Penrith and then um unfortunately we the last one we played against Preston we, we did lose, but it's it's all still a great experience. It's a lovely pitch
3: to play on. Absolutely, yeah. I bet it's been a a fantastic experience. Now, of course, uh, while we're talking about grounds and and pitches as well, we'll just mention about how you have last summer had a new home ground confirmed, the recreational ground in Golgate. How exciting has it been to have that new home ground?
9: Yeah, it's nice to have a place to call our home ground and it's not looking for somewhere to play every week. Um, so it's it's really good that we've we've got that in place. Uh, unfortunately, with it being on grass, we've had a few games called off recently. So we've uh, we have missed a couple of games there. But it's it, the the good facilities, and again, they look after us there. They, there's a pub just on the corner of the ground, and they feed us there afterwards as well. So uh, again, we're very well looked after, and just looking forward to getting getting back on the grass there again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's brilliant. Now, I think we've mentioned a couple of times, both on and off air, uh, that the, the players are really sort of close-knit group. Um, so I'm guessing there's probably a big social aspect uh, to the team. And does it sort of make it a little bit easier, knowing that quite a few of the players support Morecambe? Does it make it even more of a privilege and sort of those players can bond even better through that?
9: Yeah, we've got we've got a couple of the girls that are, are really big Markham fans, and I think like emotionally for them, especially playing at the Mizzou, it was massive. Uh, a few of us got invited to go and do the kit launch, and and one of the girls that came for that, she was a, a really big Markham fan, so to actually see what their kit was going to be like for her before it was even released was was amazing. Um, we don't have too many big nights out. Um, we're spread over quite a, a range of where we live. Like, there's quite a lot of us that are from Barrow, um, quite a few girls are from Markham, and even further afield than that. So, it's um, we don't get together too much, but when we do, we always have a good time together.
3: Absolutely and, and then for you Nick As well Just sort of rejoining The club quite recently How have you felt It's been And, and just sort of Adapting to the new team And, and finding all the, the Sort of the new Relationships within the group
8: Yeah It's really important To try and find them bonds Try and find new leaders Amongst your squads Try to find Players that Maybe just need to be tweaked A little bit of attention That they may have not got A little bit of Just anything you can give um, You know Can we push them onto that next level Like we were saying before You know This club shouldn't be Where it is right now they shouldn't be sitting in these county leagues. They were um, National League, is it one? North, whatever it's called, four or five seasons ago. And that's like borderline semi-pro football in women's football. You know, you're talking four, three, four divisions off.
9: Yeah, it's, it's too far.
8: The Super League, you know, we, it shouldn't be where it's at. But we're there for a reason, you know, and we got to get back up there. And how we get there is is working hard, putting the effort in, trying to get the bridges built with Morecambe, where we can have more of the experiences at the Mizuma, you know, more of the kit launches. They've been brilliant this year from an external point of view. I'm a Morecambe fan, seeing it from the external point of view, where you're seeing, like, uh, Yaz going and doing kit launches, seeing them at the Mizuma when they've got six, seven hundred people. You know, it's just a shame we can't be there every week, but you fully understand why.
3: Um, but being at Golgoth is as a venue... You can't grudge it We are joined by Nick Clark And Yasmin Carswell From Morecambe FC Women And we wanted to Ask a question to you uh, Nick About the women's development team Who are currently ninth in their league uh, The LFA Women's County League Division 1 Northwest. Uh, so are there many players Who've sort of moved Between the development team uh, To the first team In recent months and years And are there any players In general Who you've sort of You know noticed And, and are sort of Thinking about moving up
8: Yeah there's a handful That have come up from What was the under 16s Not this season Gone the season before some are still in the development squad. Some have moved up to the first team, um, and it's, it's it's interesting to see coming back in the younger set in comparison to their energy levels in comparison to the girls that have been there for what 10 years, maybe. Um, you know, they're eager and they're trying to push these these players out, and you know, and that's how it should be. You know, these everybody should be pushing everybody for a slot in the side first all development, and then the under-16s, when they turn 16 throughout the season, can then jump up and play as well. So I think we've got maybe six or seven in the under-16s that could be ready throughout this season to straight back into the development. But um, as far as I'm aware, it's nine aside there and it's the big jump up to 11 aside. Um, but yeah, the development squad is, is handy to have. You know, at the end of the day, it's the, the, the guys down there are doing a great job in progressing players up to the firsts. And when the girls do come up to the first, you know, it may only be for a week, it may be for a month, it might be permanent, you know, um and they've just got to earn their slot and then if they need to, like you ask coming back from an injury, for example, may go and play in the development squad for two or three games to nurse herself back in as well. You know, who knows? It's it's interesting to see how many could, with the potential that the club's got to push the whole setback up, you know, from all the way down from the kids level, um, you know, from under sevens all the way up, you know, there's the talent all the way through the club and it's, it's identifying it and, and working with employers is like Morecambe would do in their own academy. It's the same thing, just unfortunately, women's football doesn't obviously have the funding and uh, the facilities that the men can offer, of course, but we're getting there.
9: We had about three years ago a big chunk of the development team come up to the first team and quite a few of them have stayed with us and still here now. So it just shows that the the pathway yeah. is there and it's, it's a good pathway to be on.
1: Yeah absolutely. Sure, yeah. yeah, absolutely, and it's sort of great that there's so much natural progression at the club as well now. As was just touched on there, there's lots of different levels of sort of uh, football with the Morgan FC women. There's uh under-16 girls team and an even younger age as well, so you can you tell us a bit more about, about that and how long that's been going for?
8: Um, yeah, so the... Um Women's sides have been going for 22 years. They've had three sides at one point. They've had one side, two sides. You know, like I said before, it's fluctuated between for different reasons. Um, the kids' side is fairly new in retrospect.ive It's eight years old, and they're added to it all the time. They've got um, one in each age group and two in the odd age group for each side. So I think it's like under 11s and under 15s. They've got red and blue. Um, but it's progressing every day. You, you you see the interest coming through on the social media channels from from parents. How oh, can my girl come down and train? Can, can, can I get a game? Because I think it's now realising that it is potentially higher than local football in the environment as as it should be. You know, it is in essence, you should be on par with the lads in terms of the academy level. You wouldn't see someone in a local side they then get picked up because Morecambe think they're good enough they'll go and play for Morecambe, should be the same here really and it is getting there I
9: think when it started those 8 years ago it was set up as a wildcat session which was an initiative put forward by the FA um, and it was Nick and Sophie that started that initiative um, through through Morecambe and they realised how many girls that there is in, in this local area wanting to take part and be involved with not only football but the club mm-hmm. and so they decided to, to push for that set up for the younger girls.
1: Now we've talked a lot about sort of the present and the, and the recent past in terms of uh, the club now and we're just going to sort of delve back into the very early history of the club and sort of go on uh, from there so can you tell us a bit about how the, how the team was set up and who set it up?
8: Yeah so you had, um, it was set up maybe let's say 23 years ago I think at the start it was just mainly aimed to just have an area for women to play football you know, very similar to um, other clubs around. There's literally an area for, someone, for for women to play football. I don't necessarily thought when they first did it, Sophie Fish and Nick Barrett, I don't think they initially thought it would be as big as it is now. To be honest, I think they were happy with the two or three adult sides that they created, you know, the, the talent that was in this area at the time. Like I said, they, they got them all the way through, I think maybe eight divisions up to the National League, maybe even more. Um, all, progressed progress all the way through to you know you're competing against people like Hull, um filed you know people like that you know they're, they're traveling all over the country and to get it from nothing to what it is now when you've got people that are physios you've got social media dedicated people you've got uh, traffic conditioning coaches management structures it's insane but originally like i say it was some effort by Sophie and Nick to set up what they've done and, and they have to thank
3: themselves and everybody has to thank them for what they've created retrospectively Absolutely, yeah it's, uh, it's been an amazing thing and uh, it's just great to see the, the progression that's, that's going on and I'm sure uh, we'll continue to go uh, forward with that of course um, Now Nick, you personally uh, you have a little bit of involvement um, with another team as well Millhead uh, they joined a new league in the summer the Westmoreland Football League so how has that move gone and of course you've got an important derby game as well this week uh, given the nickname El Sheepico
8: yeah, it's, um, we moved over to the Westmoreland League um, out of the local North Flanks League for several reasons. A couple of other sides have done the same in Carnforth, in Burton Thistle and then Hesbank um, just to try and progress the standard of football. You know, you're playing on nicer pitches. yeah. Just generally improved. Last season we found it quite tricky um, but we did really well. We scored 109 goals or something and finished third. This season we're finding it quite tough. Because they're already in a well-established Division Three, along with other teams coming in like Hessbank, um, Carnforth, you know, and then you've got well-established West reserve sides like Kendall County. That it's just it's a nightmare. We didn't think we'd be in a relegation battle as such right now, but today's game um, it's a bit of a hidden rivalry, but today makes it even more important. Unfortunately, because both. Uh, my first team and my reserves are playing cam for thirds and cam for fourths, in what means top of the table for the reserves and bottom of the table for the firsts. But yeah, it, it's it's really really well run. They're really honest people, and that all they stand for is to get people playing football. However, that means they'll do it. You know, if you need a week off, give them enough notice. They'll give you a week off. You know, you need to you you want to play in between Christmas and New Year. They'll get your game in between Christmas and New Year. Um, but yeah it's a task but the lads are up for it you know we're, we're getting there we're, we've not played since the middle of October because of the weather unfixtured cup draws, everything we've just we, it's, a, it's a nightmare but today is our first game back and it sure it should be good to go you know we've not had a bet well, I think it's not rained in like 10 days or something you know so we're, we're up for it today
1: yeah absolutely and it should be a very interesting and busy week and a weekend for you of course Nick and um, another thing uh, that you're involved with Nick, is uh, NJC Coaching, um, which sort of is, is a coaching set up in the in the local area. Uh, so, how can people, parents, and kids uh, in the sort of local area get involved with that?
8: Yeah, so I, I set it up just as a bit of a Saturday morning hustle, really, and a bit of cash in hand, and it's just progressed out of out of nothing to uh, what's going to be a giant, I think. Um, but the way to get involved is I'm on Facebook, NJC Coaching. My numbers on there. If you just Google one-to-one coaching, I think I'm second on Google, um, and you see it popping up on people's Facebooks. They share it on their local um, sites that they've got. You know, teams are sharing it throughout. Um, or indeed, I'm at Hishamosgate Ashra Turf. I'm in Rylands Park. I'm at Millhead. You
3: know, just have a look, and you'll see me. Absolutely, yeah. Now, um, just for anybody out there who is interested in being involved uh, with any club, really, out there, but specifically, of course, Morecambe FC Women, um, how can people get involved with any aspect of of the club, whether that be sort of volunteering in in any sort of role, uh, coming in as a player, um, you know, or even just coming down as a fan? How can people get involved in in any way?
8: Yeah, in terms of like the playing side, um, we're always open to progressing, like I said before. I would imagine the club's aim is to try and match the lads where possible, you know, being able to progress, getting the, the facilities, which we've got to a degree at Hisham High School, like Bay Leadership Academy, I think it's now called actually, um, and really, really progressing the club. And how to do that is the adults and the kids train on Bay Leadership Academy on a Wednesday and other kids teams do train throughout the week as well um, there's social media is booming like I say we've just been appointed a, by Morecambe FC a social media um, lady so she's going to help us progress that so we're on Facebook Twitter Instagram um, email you know you can find the contacts on the league you, you google Morecambe FC women you can go through Morecambe for it there's loads of ways to find us um, but then as like a fan 99% of home games should be at Golga. Now, the weather hopefully will pick up, um, and I think it'd been a lot to the girls if they even there was 20 30 people there a game, you know, just cheering them on when they score, hearing a clap, and it just makes a big difference for them, I think. And I don't know what you feel about that one.
9: Yeah, I'd like it's always great to have fans there, and we, we share on social media whenever we've got a game, so if people want to come and watch, it's, it's easy enough to come and watch. There's also the the opportunity to sponsor players as well I've got my own uh, player sponsor Phil Collier and can't thank him enough for doing that it really helps us out it helps us with getting the like kits sorted travel to games it's it helps out massively with with things like that so if anyone wanted to, to sponsor a player as well if they contacted the club i'm sure there'd be a player there that would be that would really appreciate having a, a player sponsor every
1: kick every game every goal full match commentary of Morecambe fc on beyond radio this is shrimps live from beyond radio